Thank you for listening to or watching another episode of SNTR Presents. This is going to be a question and answer session that followed my talk about an easy leveling fix that I really hope they can implement soon in the game. If you're listening to this on iTunes, Google Play, Spotify, or watching on YouTube, you can always tune in live. I'm probably live right now, twitch.tv slash no to rage uh, and if you're I'm not live click the follow button if you're watching on YouTube click subscribe and like that's an easy way to support my channel I'm just going to jump right into the questions because we probably have a lot Forzel why do people think they can grow five levels from doing van- Vanguard strike leveling system is fine it's not fine um, you're you're arguing from preference and the rhythm of complaint from the community about leveling and infusion has lined up with all of the content they responded to the leveling and infusion pains after Forsaken they changed the name of Masterwork Cores to Enhancement Cores and they offered Spider Bounties Cosmo addresses the community after Season of the Forge hits a fever pitch of complaint in January so you're wrong the leveling system's not fine even people that publicly disagreed with me mocked me into shots at me even they have changed their tune on the leveling right because it's clear it's like this is not working the community is clearly answering the the leveling question within an overwhelming sense of it's not fine and also you're creating a straw man nobody has said that they should be able to get five levels from doing one vanguard strike so you're just creating a terrible fallacious argument to prop up and beat up against. That's called a straw man, the fallacy of the straw man. You're making the opposing argument look incredibly stupid so that you look smart, which is basically just a sign that you don't have a good argument. Again, you're not making an argument, you're just asserting it's fine while propping up a terrible argument, which in and of itself proves that your that your position is faulty because you're relying on such horrible argumentation tactics. Like if it was fine, then this wouldn't be a conversation that we've been having for six months, and it wouldn't be a pain point and a reason that so many people have stopped playing. So, uh, Remy says, Do you think Bungie is being stubborn with leveling because of the end of the season's DLC life cycle? They just want to give Pete Player a cheesy catch-up mechanic, example, horror story, Souls of Heroes. No, I don't think they're like, make it bad on purpose so that we can do things in the future to help them. I think sometimes they create vacancies and problems that they can fix and then they look like freaking champions. Like, hey, thank you Bungie for cleaning up the milk that you spilled. I mean, they they, they do that a lot. So I I don't think that's what's going on here. Again, I think they over-pivoted. There was feedback from the summit, make leveling and infusion more meaningful. They took that and they went way too far. Destiny 2 vanilla launches, you can do anything to get everything. You All you had to do was be in a clan and you could get freaking raid gear for crying out loud. It was so casualified. And instead of leaving it in that casualified state, they said, all right, I got an idea. We'll make everything ridiculously hard to do and get down to the minutia of like infusing. So it's like at every turn they made the game hardcore and I don't think that that's working. I think if loot grind is hardcore, that's totally fine because that's up to the player. But the minute you make leveling and infusion hardcore, I just think a lot of people have checked out. So I have to go through a hardcore grind first. Then after I get through that hardcore grind, what awaits me is another hardcore grind of like what? Reckoning tier three, random rolls on guns, um the lack of drops from certain you know certain pieces of the game like that's what's awaiting me is just more more hardcore grind and so i think that's the main issue with the situation is 
you're not even you're not even playing content. You're doing a hardcore grind before you get to the content, and that's why it's it's short circuiting as content. You come back, and the the impetus for coming back is not to grind levels slowly. The impetus for coming back is. I'm going to play the new annual pass content. Yeah, I just thought of something. I just thought of something, okay? The leveling system worked fine in Forsaken because it was a year switch over. I think it took a lot, and this is why I said, give people time, they're going to come around to what I think. Remember, I was like, people will eventually agree with me. They'll eventually see things my way. And the reason it took a really long time is because I think in Forsaken, people overlooked it because there was so much content and so much to do a slow leveling system or a leveling system that kind of like ripped you off it wasn't as noticeable unless you were hardcore grinding and going for you wanted to do the raid within that first week that it launched unless you were doing that the slow leveling wasn't really on your radar you were just playing it was a year reset you anticipated it being kind of slow so the principle of leveling and infusion being slow lands and forsaken isn't that big of a deal everybody thinks i'm off my rocker they're like lono this is fine what's the what's the problem then season of the forge hits everybody starts agreeing with me season of the drifter hits even more people are agreeing with me even people who publicly disagree with me are now agreeing with me why this leveling structure worked okay in a yearly reset of big looks like it's a $40 DLC it's this big piece of content but as soon as you get down in the drip feed content where the only thing to do is like a, a small circle of things it doesn't it, it, it's becoming a blockade more than an engagement point it's like I just can't go do the stuff uh weights XP grind says uh, so if Bungie makes it so that milestones only give you gear of the same power level and the raids and stuff release that season gives you gear plus five, is it better? Also, some enhancement cores per heroic story missions, strike missions, milestones. Right, I mean, if they're going to dig their heels on in on enhancement cores, then just, just, do, just do what needs to be done. Just put enhancement cores in activities like glimmer, materials, uh, legendary shards like you're just consistently getting fed those resources do the same thing with enhancement course if you're just going to dig your freaking heels in and keep it then at least do more than the gunsmith bounties or at the very least hopefully the gunsmith bounties being there's going to be some that are daily hopefully they're as simple as like you can just play the game crucible strikes public events whatever it is you're engaging with hopefully when you're doing that you can just complete those those gunsmith bounties so it's not play flow disrupting the way that spider stuff is now so that way you can just get a nice trickle of cores the whole time now to your point that milestones i never said milestones should be at our level i said that blues and purples that drop from vendors or events and strikes should just all be dropping at your level and then you'd be strategic about milestones because milestones would be the big jumps so you would polish off your gear and fill gaps before going and grabbing a milestone I've been saying this for months, and I, we really fleshed it out the last couple of weeks, and even Goth tweeted this idea over the weekend. So I retweeted him. I was like, well, we haven't seen eye to eye in a while, but he's literally outlining what I've been saying for the past couple of weeks. If the community starts to have a single voice on this, Bungie will respond. Like, they will respond. They will say, oh, well, look, everybody's saying this now from the top to the bottom. Even people that initially thought differently are now saying that we need to think differently about leveling, then you'll probably see a change right it's not about the size of the streamer or the influence of the streamer i think it's once people on both sides of the aisle start coming together and saying similar stuff then i think you're going to clearly see it's not working it's not functioning 
he hasn't been playing in a good while he plays every time there's new content and i mean that that's that's fine that's totally fine you don't have to play the content a lot that's how the content's designed the content is designed for people to play infrequently i don't fault any streamer who has played destiny infrequently everybody wants to be diverse everybody wants to have diversification for their brand and their stream and that and the content is literally set up is literally is literally set up for you to engage in frequently like I wouldn't fault anybody for doing that that's that's exactly how the annual pass is set up you come back you grind for a little bit and then you uh, you move on do some other stuff and then come back you know that's why leveling can't be functioning the way that it's functioning right now because you're leaving people out and it's not supposed to be that way it's supposed to be like inclusive and drip and it isn't it's it's in, it's 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 exclusive and drip so it's like it's you're you've got two you got two problems it's thin and it's inaccessible it's like it just doesn't i just don't think it works as far as motivating the players to give in to, to, to dig in the pain of leveling infusion has to be a high level decision for bungie uh i can't believe it's just some mid-level designer making these decisions do you think bungie needs to change high level vision for the game are the current leaders in Bungie mostly entirely to blame for the disconnect in the player base? This is actually a well-timed question because one of my favorites is leaving the company. Uh, I like Josh Hamrick a lot. Um, I don't care if people on Reddit are celebrating him leaving. I think people on Reddit that are celebrating him leaving are delusional uh, because if you think him leaving is somehow going to help PvP, uh, then you don't understand the problems that, that PvP has. <laughs> like one person is not to blame for the state of PvP, and the lack of trials cannot be hung around his neck. So you can have your momentary narrow and stupid celebration about him leaving. PvP is going to be crap for a long time, if not gone completely. So buckle up. It's probably about to get a lot worse for you PvP fans. But it's timely because. I actually think if they're shifting people internally, they're just going with old marching orders for now. Okay? They're going with old marching orders for now. As things shift and change internally, they might start to say, well, that's what the old guard wanted to do. We actually start, we see that the community is right on this. We're going to make some changes. So if internal leads and project leads start to shift and move around, that's when you'll start to see things change. Right? you'll start to see things change because then because for all intents and purposes right now could literally like i said just be the old guard is moving and they're for now their marching orders are being maintained it's just it's it's kind of like when a new boss comes in and it's just business as usual it's business as usual nothing's really changing and then all of a sudden the new boss starts doing stuff they start moving people they start changing stuff and you're like whoa what's going on you're like what you know what's happening here we we've always done it this way we've always done it that way well now that they've got their footing you know they're wanting to change stuff and i think that you're going to see more and more of that probably coming in the in the coming months so it's entirely possible it's entirely possible that we are in a transitional period right now so they don't want to make any major changes they want to get new project leads in place they want to get new vision transfer from whoever's in charge like at a high level uh whoever's in charge at a high level and then they want that to trickle down and then once they have that then they'll then they'll start to make those shifts and changes and they'll say well originally we thought this but the, the more we've looked at player behavior and the more we've looked at drip feed content we don't think this is philosophically in line with drip feed this is more philosophically in line with like a yearly reset and that just doesn't line up with what we're doing. 
drip feed content's not a yearly reset. It's literally just a it's it's a smattering of content to keep you playing. And so it has to be it has to be more accessible. A guy named Nate with the news that Josh Hamrick is leaving Bungie and the silence around PvP and the future, it occurred to me that beyond the last vidoc, there's been nothing about the future of Destiny beyond Season of Opulence. It really feels like a game, a great time for them to come out and talk about where they're going with the game. Do you think that would be a better than saying nothing? No, because listen, one of the dangers of any marketing plan for any game, one of the biggest dangers is speaking too early. Is speaking too early or showing stuff too early, right? Hundred percent. Like, the, if you speak too early, you're going to create expectations and problems, because then you're going to like, oh, we're going to do this and we want to do this, and then you end up not being able to do that. Some of the some of the earliest marketing strategies surrounding like division and anthem have just come back to bite them because you're talking about the game three years before it comes out. It happened with division one. It happened with anthem. So, people are uh, talking to you, uh, talking about you to goth, trying to start drama. I haven't said anything about him that could be even construed as dramatic, so if they want to try to clip snipe, they can. I've said nothing, but he's changed his position, and if the more uniform we've been, I said we didn't see eye to eye on it, and now he's coming around and seeing that the leveling system doesn't really work well. I even gave him and the other people at the summit credit and said I empathize and totally resonate with their thought process going into the summit because D2 Vanilla was play anything to get everything. It was terrible. And so their philosophy going into the summit was totally sound it needs to be harder to level it needs to be harder than infuse infuse so their sentimentality was perfectly fine i've not taken issue with that i've taken issue with bungie's implementation of that philosophy i took issue with bungie not saying anything new in the twab it's all on bungie i've had people in my stream attempting to blame goth and i've said it's not his fault he went to the summit and said what everybody said everybody said the game's too easy the game's too easy. Like you, you've made every level of it easy. And then they said, make it a little bit, make it harder. And I think that was a completely legitimate thing to ask was to say, make, make the content more challenging, make, make leveling and infusion take longer. I think that that sentimentality was totally fine. I've consistently said that it is not the streamer's faults from the summit. It is Bungie's fault for misinterpreting it. I've even said if they implement the leveling system that I've been talking about for months that he just put in a tweet Infusion would be impactful and you wouldn't want to do it that often because if you're getting blues and purples with regularity You're not gonna want to infuse like crazy If they took if they took enhancement course out of infusion if they took enhancement course out of infusion Even still you'd run out of glimmer you'd run out of shards you'd run out of planetary materials those those costs would become a, a, a proper pain point if you're getting blues and purples dropping at your level Gossip this morning, he told Bungie infusion should be meaningful, not painful. Right, and that's why the new leveling system that I've outlined for the, the last four or five Q&A sessions, or even since Forsaken, when we said, why can't we just get stuff at level? That system would make it meaningful because you would wait longer. You would wait way longer. What is this ghost shell? It's so little. It's teeny tiny. It's like a, it's like a little, it's like a little thing from Star Wars. The little, the little droid, like flies around and stinks it's a bad one with the analyzer <laughs> like a little BB-8 yeah 
So if people can try and clip snipe me all they want to try to create drama. I've done nothing but defend somebody that I disagreed with on this. I've consistently said you don't get to blame them. You do not get to blame the streamers that went to the summit. That's a passing of the buck. That is a passing of the buck. It is not their fault. <laughs> not at all. So, uh, Leviathan. I'm actually okay with the leveling system. I'm more worried or concerned on cores with an infusion. With the TWAB last week, do we think Bungie will actually change their thoughts? Again, my hope would be that they're not, they don't want to make any giant shifts in the sand right now because they're having people leave. They're having people leave. And because they're having people leave, I think they're, 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 they're going to want to hold off. They're going to want to hold off and say, all right, let's not do anything until the dust settles on like restructuring, like restructuring. So, you know, it's better than trust a rando in chat. Listen, if it, like, I would love to do a Q&A session with people that disagree with me on this. Like, he, we're not going to see eye to eye on everything. I think it'd be good for the community. If content creators want to start rallying before Season of Opulence to do discussions, Q&A sessions, podcasts, I'm all for that. Because even people that disagree, I think, can have good conversations. Like, I think a lot of people just started passing in the night because, like, Forsaken landed and we were all happy. And I jumped to criticism. That's just what I do. And I think a lot of people just dismissed what I was saying back then because it was just like, oh, Lono's complaining again. But then it became clear once Forge hit and once Drifter hit that these are problems, right? These are problems that need to be uh, addressed. So I would be all about coming together and having conversations and discussions more than like letting chat pass back and forth stuff because I just don't think that that's that that's that's typically not helpful because folks are just trying to start drama. I I have consistently said that I am for the game's good. I'm for I'm I want the game to be better and I think people gave their input at the summit and it got misinterpreted and misapplied. It, it's the same thing that happened with D2 Vanilla, right? D2 Vanilla lands and they basically were misapplying a lot of what we said year one of D1. People didn't like the grind. People didn't like random rolls. Like they got rid of all this stuff that we grew to love because it was basically like old, it was like old feedback kind of, you know? Iggs83. Playing Division 2 recently and I love the fact that I can do any activity in the game and it's always a chance of getting an upgrade. Uh, I know the games are vastly different, but Destiny 2 feels like it does not allow for freedom and you can only get upgrades from certain activities uh, post soft cap. Why can't they just let the player choose to do any of the activities in the game potentially be rewarded for it? Well, like, obviously, if stuff starts dropping at your level, this would translate into the end game as well. So you wouldn't feel, like, trapped. Like, I feel trapped. It's like, well, the only way I can really, really start to get... Um, the only way I can start to get gear at my level when I'm max level to have like a diversity in my loadout, the only way to do that is to do milestones. So milestones are just really, really weird. They have a very weird presence in the game. They matter like crazy when you're, when you're leveling. And then when you're not leveling, it's basically like the only way for you to get diversity in your loadout. It's just really, really weird. It honestly is very weird. Um... Now, what would you do with milestones in my system? Because, like, they wouldn't have a purpose in the end game. They would, because, again, the entire game would change when you hit max level. All the milestones could turn into a weekly chance at one of the cool drops. 
So for example, if there's really, really cool Vanguard gear, Crucible gear, Gambit gear, stuff in the Dreaming City, etc. And then every planet has some new refreshed gear. As you're doing the Flashpoint milestone or any of these milestones, that would be an opportunity to get one of those dope pieces. Because again, the game changes when you get to max level. So it would all work in harmony. You wouldn't, you don't need to throw out milestones. You don't need to throw out the, the level bumps from milestones, but the milestones would take on a different a different form and shape once you're max level. Right now, they just serve as a way to funnel max gear to you, and if you don't care about max gear, they become completely and utterly pointless to you. They go from mattering a lot to mattering basically not at all. And that's the issue, is there's like this overemphasis, that's all you can really level with, and then they become completely and utterly meaningless. Are you using a controller on PC? Yeah, I'm not sure why that question got through. Uh, Pedro says, I am disappointed at D2. I'm walking away for the first time since the beginning of D1. I'll buy Division 2 tonight and uh, until Destiny gets fixed. Anyway, do you think the annual pass idea was a bad one? Um, can Season of Opulence save the annual pass? Here, Here's what I said. I did an annual pass review. Like, the annual pass so far is what my review was. And basically what I said was... They got things right in Drifter and they got things right in Forge that I think can inform future annual pass content. Logistically speaking, I think it works. I think it's a trickle of content. It follows it follows a trickle of content that follows the patterns of the player base. Like you've got things that happen every week, every month. There's a good rhythm logistically speaking. It's the gear, it's the gear and the and the and the execution on those logistics. The way they set up Reckoning 3, no good. If you would have given Ada's bounties to Drifter, like his loot's actually really interesting. Those new perks are actually really, really interesting. But they didn't give you any agency. Like Ada had great agency, but then you're sort of like, okay, but there's nothing, there's no new perks. Her gear honestly makes the least sense out of all the gear in Destiny. This is the Black Armory. This is supposed to be like pinnacle weapons from the past, and they were all basic. They all had things on them that we had had before. Just because you could get Kill Clip and Rampage on the Orchid? No, I mean everything that you were that you could get in the in the in the Black Armory, none of it was special. Now you could say, oh, the raid weapons were really special, but again, it just it didn't. It did not seem, it did not seem like Black Armory, like, ooh. And then you see these new perks come out in Drifter, and you're like, yo, some of these new perks are dope, but you don't have any of the agency over getting them. There aren't, the, the, the bounty system doesn't really, they just did away with it. Like, Ada's bounty system is, uh, is, is like vacant. So, next question. Uh, oh wait, so to, to, to circle back to this question, I think the annual content, the annual the annual pass, if they follow the same logistical structure of drip feed, but they create smarter like agency and RNG combinations like they have with Ada, and and they add really good loot with good perks, then I think it I think that you've got a really great system. Annual pass is a scam. The content is barely content. They just wanted to figure out a way to squeeze more money from their most loyal base. 
I mean, that's one of the most indefensible conclusions you could come to, Red Abyss. It's cheaper than the old way of doing it, and we actually added up the grindable content. It's actually, in many respects, equal to, if not more, than what we got in Curse, or uh, Dark Below, or House of Wolves. Small pieces of DLC, it is not a scam, dude. No, that's indefensible. You can't defend that. That you spent less money and were getting roughly the same amount of content or if not arguably more are you gonna are, oh we don't get a new uh, we don't get a new location and we don't get strikes okay but you're getting you're getting uh you're getting forges which were basically what a strike is kill the ads satisfy the thing kill the boss like that's 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 what a strike is right you you got you got that in the forges now drifter's thin but drifter brings new game mode new maps and then tier 1 2 and 3 of the reckoning and then they bring new quests they bring new exotics i i don't think you can look at it and say it's barely content it's essentially what do, what dlc's have always done now what you don't get is you don't get a story with cutscenes and a new location but are you really going to try and argue that like mercury and mars have added a significant amount of content for your experience forges are not strikes though right but wh- how does the community at large engage with strikes omission you you go into a playlist and you run through them as fast as possible it's no different than a forge you're trying to get rid of the ads and then after you get rid of the ads it's basically it's basically a matter of satisfy the mechanic and then kill the boss get the loot if you're going to try and argue there's some there's some huge chasm of difference between strikes and forges and us not getting strikes means that this is a scam You've got a you got a lot of argumentation to do because I don't see I don't see that at all. I think that that is a very very difficult position to maintain. I I'm not happy with the content. I'm not happy with the reckoning. I'm not happy with Gambit Prime. But I'm not going to let somebody say, oh, it's a scam to squeeze more money out of us. They gave us more loot. They gave us more things to do. It is drip feed content that cost you thirty five dollars by the time it's all said and done if you try and argue that you didn't get $35 worth of content then you're going to have to argue that you never got your money's worth in Destiny because after the annual pass is over once Penumbra's done if you try and look me straight in the face and tell me that we we got less content than we got from Curse and Warmind because that was $40 together annual pass was $35 or Black Arm I'm sorry or Dark Below and House of Wolves that was, that was $40 bucks full price for those two pieces I I don't th- I don't think you can make that argument I don't think you can make that argument uh, Dan Tuan says uh, do you think the Vanguard should have ranks I think it would be nice for the casual players who don't like any type of PvP well every NPC I think should have a rank that resets every season and as you rank them up you get rewards accordingly uh, birth eater I can see why not having blues drop at light level myself who has stopped playing the game due to leveling now switch to PC because blue drop rate but I can see purples dropping at level seeing as how you get less but still get a purple for most activities crucible strikes gambit so you can play with what you want and still get a level well here's the thing you gotta understand blues dropping at level have an intrinsic devaluation you're not gonna use that for very long 
So blues dropping at level, I think, is okay because there's just an intrinsic devaluation. It's blue. You're not going to use that for very long. It's literally a means to an end. It's just cannon fodder in your loadout. Purple's dropping at level. Sure, you might get something that you carry with you uh, in, into the into the future, but they have less perks. They are intrinsically devalued. It's like, I know I'm not going to use this blue pair of gauntlets or this blue hand cannon for very long. Like, you know that as soon as it drops. It's a means to an end. Uh, no lives. Do you think right now, Eververse is becoming too aggressive? With the removal of Prismatic Matrix and the packages that come from exotic with exotic ornaments and emotes, even the thorn ornament uh, coming soon that was leaked during a glitch after the hotfix. Do you think it could be Bungie hot now? It could be that Bungie needs more money for publishing as well as development, and with them possibly cutting team could make sense. I I think using the word aggressive and eververse in the same sentence is really really tough case to make. I don't think it's aggressive at all. That they're they are they are vanity items. Now, before, when they were being published by Activision, I disagreed with the Iron Banner um, emote being buy only. I looked at the, I took issue with the ornament for the, you know, Fighting Lion being purchase only and the Whisper. I have since changed my position because they are self-publishing. As soon as that, as soon as that change happens, I don't care if you sell vanity items. I don't. You sell as much as you want. If the player wants to spend money to get a vanity-only item, I am completely and utterly fine with that. 100%. I have no issue with that at all. When they were being published by Activision, the issue I took with it was, you guys shouldn't need... You're you're not giving us enough free content to warrant it at the time, is how I looked at it. If you're you're giving us, like, tons of free content, at the time, Faction Rally was disappointing, people didn't really like it, the the way that Iron, what, Iron Banner, you know, and then some of the seasonal stuff, I just didn't see we were getting enough stuff, um, I just didn't think we were getting enough stuff to warrant that. Now that we're in a self-publishing setup, I'm okay with it, because I'm like, yeah, this is pretty much what, you know, self-publishing titles have to do, they don't have some big wallet behind them anymore, um, you know, it doesn't bother me. I mean, look what you can buy. It's an, it's not even, it's an emote, right? It's an emote. It doesn't, I don't know. It doesn't, it doesn't seem to me like that's aggressive. They're not taking every single thing that you used to be able to earn in the Eververse and monetizing it suddenly. It's a couple of emotes that honestly are not even a huge thing in the game. It's not like, it's not like a, you know, an ornament for any, like the ornament for whisper bothered me. Cause I'm like, this is a hardcore end game grind item and you're throwing and you're throwing its ornaments in, in a, in a pay only situation. I don't know. That's why I didn't like it. Flicky says, what do you think about being able to choose the daily milestone? So you don't need to play a game mode you hate because it gives you a powerful drop. I listen, I am try I'm not try I don't want to cut against the grain here. I'm trying to cut with the grain. So if Bungie's got this internal philosophy that's like we want people to navigate through all the different pockets of the game. 
They want you to try Crucible at least a little bit every given week, Gambit, etc. They know that creates a pretty healthy funnel of players for matchmaking. I'm not going to cut against that grain. I'm going to say, okay, you can do that. And that's why in my idea that I proposed, that would still be an honored philosophy. It would be like, well, if you really, really want to level up the fastest, yeah, you're going to want to use those milestones strategically. And so the same thing would happen, but the mental state of the player would be significantly better. So instead of doing five crucible matches and getting angry because I don't get the drop that I needed, I am then instead given something that I set up with the rounding off and the filling and the gap filling I'm given an item that helps me so the same thing is happening okay in situation A I go into crucible play five games and then I don't get the item that I want and I'm ticked okay I get another pair of boots and that's my highest item I really really needed you know gauntlets or whatever if I can gap fill well then I can go and do that milestone and I know for a fact I will be getting something that helps me. This creates, okay, this creates player agency that then we're both we're both doing the same thing in both scenarios. In both scenarios I'm playing 5 games of Crucible, but in one I'm ending and feeling rewarded for my time. So sure, I end that play session and I'm like, well, I'm still not a huge fan of the Crucible, but at least I got the thing that I needed. You know, at least I got the thing that I needed. I I don't I don't mind I don't mind having to do that every once in a while. If your mental state when you go into the crucible is one of like coercion where I'm out of milestones, there is no other way for me to level up this week. This is my only option. Number one, you feel forced. Number two, you know there's a high probability that you're not going to get the item that you need. So your mental state, even through the five games, is just worse. But if I know going into the crucible... I've taken care of myself. This loot is almost assuredly, like, guaranteed to help me. You can still have some RNG in it, right? Like, I really need a helmet, and they give you gauntlets. And you're like, well, that's a smaller jump than my helmet would have been, but it's still still a jump, right? It's still a jump. That's the point. It's all about the mental state of the player at this point. It's not about changing the whole entire game to where... You know, oh, get rid of this and get rid of that. And then I don't ever want to touch Crucible. I'm trying to honor the existing philosophies and say, that's fine. That's fine. You can can honor that philosophy, Bungie. Get people to go into Crucible in, in rhythms throughout the week, you know. Why do people punish themselves for just some trash purple? As I just said, I mean, if you were listening, Spagooty, like, is it that hard to understand that the milestone system makes them feel like they have to? How is that difficult for you to understand? It's like I said, it's like Candy Crush in disguise. You're out of moves for the week. You're out of milestones for the week. Only way you're leveling up is by it is by doing milestones. So it's 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 a feeling. It's a you feel coerced into it. You don't feel like it's your choice. Um. Thank you uh, for stopping by, Druid. Uh, Deed says, "Hey, Lono, I am an all-around player, but mostly invest my time in Crucible. Uh, players receive powerful rewards upon Valor rank up, i.e., Brave, Heroic, Fabled, and, and so forth. What if they added Vanguard Strike ranks?" I mean, they could do that. Yeah, they could do that. Just more rhythm of reward. I would be okay with that. That's another good. That's just another good idea to fill in some of the the vacancies in the game. 
right? You're leveling up Zavala. As you level up Zavala, he's got cool things for you to chase. He's got cool things for you to do. Uh, and as you as you level him up, you can you can get more big jumps too, right? You get you get ranked up at Zavala, and you go from like brave, heroic, fabled, and so forth. I think that's I think that's a fine suggestion. Um, that's not all they need to do, but that could be another way to make grinding strikes feel meaningful. Gaming Forte, how do you think the community would react to have a level to 700 before new pursuits open up? If I'm hearing you correctly, this means tiers 1 and 3 would be inaccessible. No, 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 you misunderstood me. I spliced it. I said, new activities would help you level, new pursuits would open up at max. So you could run Reckoning just to get a feel for it and figure it out and learn it, and that would be dropping gear that helps you level. And then the pursuit opens up whenever you get to max level. I spliced that. I said, nobody runs the new activities to level. They run old content to level. And I feel like that's a significant flaw. It's like when we were running Omnigol to level in Rise of Iron. It made no sense. It's like, shouldn't we just be running the new... I kept telling people, I was like, why aren't we just running the new strikes and the new stuff like Archon's Forge and that should just be dropping stuff to help us level? Have the blues dropping from Forge and strikes and stuff, have those just helping us level and not Omnigol you know weapon bounties at max level precisely precisely weapon bounties at max level the whole game should change at max level the milestones should change all the npcs should change everything should flip over and change at max level i should be able to go into a public event uh, i should be able to go to public spaces and turn the difficulty up and when i do that i set myself up to get maybe the the bounty done quicker so if you don't really feel like making the public event space really really difficult you don't have to it's an option that satisfies the spectrum of player little light radio do you think they should integrate the base level better with the level, uh, light level system? I feel like you hit 30 and that it's uh, for that, other than letting you use any weapon or armor. Integrate base level better? I don't really care about base level. I don't. I focus more on the loot grind and the power grind. CD uh, V0. Do you think they will improve leveling next season? Even with the raid, I don't see myself doing it all again in three months. Uh, I don't think they will improve saying, I don't think they'll improve anything till the potential big September expansion. Okay, here's the thing. I don't think they have a choice at this point, okay? If I'm saying it, Datto changed his thoughts on Infusion. It's hitting a fever pitch on Reddit in the forums. Destiny Community Podcast said everything I've been saying about the pain of Infusion, the pain of leveling. It's exhausting. You're exhausting your player base. And even now, most recently, even Goth has changed his opinions on it and has just said... I want it to be meaningful, not painful. The current system's too painful. It doesn't, it's not working well, right? He tweeted, he tweeted essentially that. I'm paraphrasing a little bit, okay? I don't think they really have a choice. At this point, what sector of the community is dis- is, is gonna be like, no, the leveling system's great, leave it as is. It's gonna make Penumbra so good. It's gonna make Season of Opulence so good. From the bottom to the top, people are saying this. They don't have a choice. They have got to make a change. I said the other day, it's like when my daughter prolongs bedtime. This is not a fight you're going to win. It's not a fight where you can win, Bungie. Give up. Throw in the towel. Change the leveling. Change infusion. Let people level up because if not, you're going to have a huge problem on your hands when like Season of Opulence hits and everybody goes through the same eye roll of, oh, here we go again. Infusion's costly. Leveling sucks. I don't want to play this content. 
just give up just throw in the towel and do what's right at this point nobody nobody on the on the forefront none of the people that have a platform or a, or a megaphone of a voice for the community nobody is defending the leveling system anymore so why the frick are you like you're running out of people that are on your side you're running out of people that are on your side it's over it's done the the people have people have allied and made decisions and made moves and you're going to get voted off the island like it's it's over it's over so I that that would be that would be my thought on it at this point is between now and opulence there needs to be there needs to be a clear a clear change. Now, as we said before, with guys like Hamrick leaving, he may not be the only one. Okay. There could be this sense like we said a little bit ago, let's let the dust settle, let's let new project leads get into position and then we'll start implementing changes for season of opulence so that we can better better make better decisions and and have decisions that are more well-rounded. Spagooty monster. What do you think about adding enhancement cores or mod components uh, to level ups in addition to bright engrams? Again, I think this is literally just this is just a band-aid that admits the problem. Power surge bounties were a band-aid that admits the problem. Leveling is flawed. How do you know leveling is flawed? Because they keep trying to find ways to mitigate it with with other systems. Spiders bounties, uh, the gunsmith bounties, uh, you know, and now and now we have and 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 now you're you're suggesting another one. And the power surge bounties were just that. They were just another admission that the system's not working well. We're having to basically spoon feed people level because they can't, they're not able to do it. They're not able to level. It's, uh, it, you, you admit the problem exists when you keep trying to fix it. It's like, no, there's not a leak in the ceiling, but you keep putting buckets in different places in the living room. What do you mean there's not a leak? Then why are all these buckets all over the freaking ground? <laughs> what are you talking about? Of course there's a leak. That's why you're putting these buckets on the ground, you idiot. Call somebody to get your freaking plumbing fixed, right? The more band-aids they put on the problem, the more apparent that there's a problem. It's like a giant wall with a bunch of cracks in it. And you just keep putting band-aids on You're like, no, no, it's fine. Look, it's fine. It's like... No, it's not fine. You keep putting band-aids on it. There's clearly a, f- a problem underneath. There's a foundational problem. Remy, do you think Bungie missed a huge opportunity by not implementing gear sets into PvE as well as Gambit? I feel if they implemented new perks or even weapons and gear sets, uh, it would give players a natural reason to put guns down. Well, I mean, the... I don't know. Gear sets are a solution, but they're not a solution for people continuing to use old gear. What are you going to honestly do to make a primary weapon better than the Midnight Coup? What are you going to do? Tell me. I'm I'm all I'm all I'm all ears. How are you going to make it better? It's a pinnacle ceiling of efficiency primary weapon that kills trash ads about as quick as you possibly can. What's your gear set going to do to change that? Well, probably nothing. Probably nothing. You're, you're basically going to end up with another weapon that's equal to the Midnight Coup, and you know what you're going to do to get there? You're going to strain player freedom. Well, the only way to get this primary weapon to be as good as the Midnight Coup is you got to get a full set from the raid. But not only do you need a full set from the raid, you need a full set with the perks that you want, or you're going to be reloading slower, or you're going to be running perks that are inferior to your other build that you really like running. So you're basically straining freedom to get somebody to the efficiency of the Midnight Coup. Like, why? 
I'm telling you, if you don't prune the rose bush, other things can't grow. Right? If you don't prune the rose bush, other things cannot grow. They're just gonna, you're always gonna have Midnight Coup, Ikelos, just strangling the loot pool of anything else being interesting. It just, it's not, it's, it's not freaking possible. It's just a, it's just a matter of fact. It's like, we're at the ceiling of efficiency on virtually everything in the game. Virtually everything in the game is, is already, there's some, there's some efficient gun somewhere. There's some efficient gun somewhere that already exists and has existed since year one. And they did it with the Fadebringer and it just became so clear that if they didn't, if they didn't get rid of Fatebringer, you would have had zero reason to, to, to replace it. Why? It was a pinnacle ceiling of efficiency primary weapon. Ikelos is a pinnacle secondary weapon. Until they simplify the, the the weapon system, honestly, it's just going to be so hard for anything to get off the ground that isn't that isn't meta from year one, because shotguns are still god tier. Why? Just because of the way they deliver damage. Until you start really investing in different types of fusion rifles or different types of damage delivery on a fusion rifle, it's going to be really really hard to match that damage efficiency. So, I, just it's just the nature of it. Now, I've missed some subs because we've been doing this, and I am sorry. Um, Bafic, Mellow, Viello, Liverlobes, and Uzi Kamuzi. Guys, thank you for all your subs. Good times. Lono, curious on your thoughts for the upcoming Penumbra content. Regarding the next raid, would you prefer to see a full raid like Last Wish or slightly longer Scourge? Last Wish will always be near impossible to top. I think Last Wish is easy to top. (laughs) The gear's not that interesting, and it's it's the the most cheesable... uh, it's so cheesable. It's a mechanically heavy raid where you can override so much of the mechanics. I mean, I, the first boss you can bake and ignore all of this, all of the mechanics. Uh, you can cheese Riven. Um, you don't get a reward for beating Riven. You have to go to a, a throne room, which is stupid. Uh, you, I don't know. I just as far as your as far as like maybe first playthrough or the initial puzzles sure but as a raid as a holistic view of a raid replayability sucks it's cheesable loot's not that great i just i shrug at almost all of the loot in last wish it's just none of it's impressive now if the curated rolls on all the guns in last wish were unique curated shattering bone or a curated you know a curated uh nation of beasts or any of those weapons if they would have been curated and interesting i just think that would have been better they're not interesting because they're basically just good guns in that within their archetype they're literally just good guns within their archetype there's nothing in there that stand out at all um other i mean the one case sure but that's an exotic so you don't really get to use that i mean an exotic is supposed to be great you're kind of telling me that they made a blue wall blue it's like well yeah they were supposed to you know, HG distorted. Thank you for your prime sub. So, uh, now, as far as you asking me what I want, I would like a little bit of a longer scourge. I think scourge, it, listen, go back to wrath of the machine. Give me an internal currency. Give me a reward for running the raid beyond three times each week. Have those extra chests that you can open with that internal currency. I can reroll armor with that internal currency and put perks on the armor that matter in the raid. And please, for the love of Frick, put a full loot pool in there. The loot pool for Scourge was so disappointing because it was like it shared a loot pool with the forges. And that w- that's just disappointing. 
So I would I would say that that I would set if I was them, that's what I'd set my sights on. Replicate the internal logistical value of Wrath of the Machine. Go back to the freaking basics. And and the other thing I think they need to do with raids is they need to go back to what they did with King's Fall. Build hard first and then remove and dial back for normal. We can go back to having normal and hard versions of raids. I, I believe that we can. That oversimplification, I think, is such a missed opportunity. Think about it like this. Let's say it's a little bit longer than Scourge. Let's imagine Scourge of the Past has one more boss. You finish that opening encounter, and instead of going down into the maze, a boss comes out on the field. Similar to the way that you do the end, you're in the room and you master the mechanic and the mechanic then plays a part in the boss fight, the tanks, and then that plays a part in the boss fight. It's the same way at Axis. You go in the room, you do the servitors, that's basically how you engage in the Axis fight. So you get two fights out of one room. They should have done that in Scourge. A boss should have popped out that you need to take his shield down with those orbs. So you still have people up top navigating the map. You still have people on the ground navigating the floor and, and doing the and doing the bunker and then doing the the buster the the what are those guys called that drop the balls? I always forget their name. You're doing the gut busting and you're getting those balls and you go and you hit him with him, takes his shield down and you kill him. Okay? The berserkers. Yeah, berserker busting team. So you would literally have the same the same mechanics. You just literally add a boss. He just kind of stands there. You could even make him a prop. You could make him a prop. That he doesn't have to be that hard. You just it's one more. It's one more fight, one more encounter, and you take his shield down and then you do damage to him. Would be really, really good. Now what that would do is that would give you a more well-ordered raid. Now, now that we've got that out of the way, what they could do. Imagine with the shallowness of the loot pool in normal imagine if you had a hard version that they did exactly what we just said king's fall they built hard then they dialed it back for normal if you have a normal and a hard mode now you have grounds to do two big uh, a loot pool that's split in half thank you for too much distorted i appreciate it and dragon uh dragon z uh dragon skin with the prime sub thank you you do normal you do hard and there's different loot in each and if you bring the Wrath of the Machine chest system where there's extra chests, once you have what you want from normal, you open up hard instead. So you could run hard and both chests are there, normal and hard. And you open up the hard chest because on hard, maybe in this encounter, it can drop gauntlets or the fusion rifle. And the normal one drops boots or the shotgun. You, well, you already have the boots that you want and you already have the shotgun that you want. So instead of opening up the normal chest, you open up the hard. I just took one raid, basically, and turned it into a giant loot pool, way much more engagement motivation, and it actually has two versions of itself. It has the hard and the normal. I, I, I mean, they could have done that with Scourge. Like, honestly, the difference between Wrath, Hard, and Normal was very minor, but it worked. You dial back the mechanics. You require less orbs to be thrown. You require less balls to be gotten, less tanks to be, you know, spawned, less tank hits to be done. And then you have a Normal and a Hard, two loot pools. And if you make that internal currency with those chests, you're, you, di- you just, you did it. Why are we leaving behind what seems to me, I, I'm not a developer, why are we leaving behind such potentially easy value points? We left behind that value point in Wrath? Why? I don't understand. 
I'll give you a pass on Leviathan. Leviathan was in development well before Wrath ever probably even hit, or at the very least before it was praised. Leviathan was probably in development. But for Last Wish, and for the and for the raid uh, the the layers, well maybe not the layers, but for Last Wish and Scourge, I'm like, how did we leave behind those value points? It's such a bummer. Too much development bandwidth, maybe, maybe. Maybe the raid team just said, you know what? We cannot conceivably do this. We're delivering raid content too often. The only way we're going to do this is if you get rid of hard and simplify the loot pool. You know, maybe the raid team basically said, yo, we can't do that. Like, there ain't enough time. So, Jinja 300. Milestones becoming useless uh, to you at 700 is a problem. Uh, is possible solution to this making milestones reward things like enhancement cores or components? I mean, you could definitely do that. Like, maybe make a milestone uh, exchange shop or something, something dumb where, uh, you know, you go and you you can turn your milestone in. And when you turn that milestone in, you can maybe buy something. Like you're saying, like a currency. You can buy... Uh, enhancement cores or I don't know currency that you might need mod components uh, there's a lot of things they could put in front of you um, so Aquarius I agree with your fix on leveling but why do you think Bungie looks at the other looter shooter games and do loot and leveling systems like Diablo 3 oh why do you not think they look at it well because you can't necessarily turn this game I mean, you can't try and turn a turtle into an alligator, right? You can't turn a turtle into an alligator. Yeah, they both swim in the water. They're both green, uh, but they're ve- they're very very different. And so, the pace of the pace of loot delivery in Destiny needs to be a little bit slower and more rhythmic. And in Division, they need to, in Diablo, they need to dump loot on you, or you'll never be able to min-max. Right? So, you, I think too often, people ask for things that grate against the identity of the game. I try to, like I said before, I'm trying not to cut against the grain. Bungie wants milestones to stay in the game because it filters you throughout all the different pockets of the game. I try and come up with a system that honors that while making the player have a better experience. I don't want to cut against the grain because then it's like the, the solution will probably never even get off the freaking ground, right? It, it, it's it's too much. Like it's becoming something else, and you can't look at Diablo three or Division two and say these loot systems are great. Why can't Bungie do that? We've talked about this before. There's only so much you can do within a given archetype. This is another reason why you have to leave behind year one loot. By the way, there's only so much you can do within a given archetype. How many pinnacle hand cannons do you think they can make before we start to realize, yeah, once a loot pyramid's pretty full with pinnacle gear, you kind of have to leave it behind. You can't really replace that pinnacle gear. It's just a lateral move. Here's a pinnacle hand cannon, shotgun, and rocket launcher. Rocket launchers suck, but let's just imagine. Here's a pinnacle legendary hand cannon, rocket launcher, and shotgun. Okay, they're pinnacle. Great rolls, really efficient at what they need to do. Okay. You can't go higher than that. It's pinnacle. It's at the ceiling of efficiency. So what do you do? You make a lateral move. Here's another hand cannon and another shotgun and another rocket launcher that are also pinnacle. Well, who the frick cares? Why would I chase that? 
Some people would. I think that's why I've said for now, just give us a bunch of different pinnacle weapons to chase in the old loot pools. That would be at least filler for now. It would kick the can down the road and people would chase a pinnacle god roll of the old fashioned. Now, the other thing I've said is you can't just create like lateral value. Like, oh, this is also as good. You would want to be like, no, this old fashioned is actually uh, unique because of its pinnacle roll. So because of its pinnacle role, you feel a sense of, sure, it's as good. It's as good as the Midnight Coup, but it's completely and utterly different because of the perk. So at least it handles differently. That would at least kick the can down the road. I still think every 12 months they've got to say, no, this stuff gets left behind. Bring your exotics with you. That's fine. There's intrinsic pain to exotics because you can only equip one at a time. You got to leave everything behind. So then in September of 2019, we're like, oh man, all my stuff's getting left behind. Leveling's more fun and more streamlined because blues and greens, you're just throwing them on and using them. And then new gear is automatically winsome. Why? Because you're, you're, oh wow, I need a new hand cannon. I need a new shotgun. This new auto rifle sounds cool. This new fusion rifle sounds neat. Rocket launcher, whatever the frick. Like it immediately sounds interesting because there's an, they've, they've had, they've created a vacancy in your loadout. It just doesn't sound interesting if you're like, well, I mean, it's kind of the same. It's not really any different. I I could go for a kindled orchid, but a kindled orchid at its max efficiency is not that much different than, you know, than, well, really anything. I mean, it's, it's why bother? So... Everybody would complain, and I know people are like, Lono, you're off your rocker. This sounds crazy. Why would you make people put all their loot away? Trust me when I say this. Everyone would complain, and the nature of their complaint is rooted in caring about loot, which means they would immediately start chasing the new loot. If you're that strongly motivated by loot, you're not suddenly going to be like, you know what? You guys took my gear. I'm done. I'm absolutely done. This is where 30 and so gaming and I disagree. Mike is like, no, that's a disrespect of the player's time. Bungie's never respected the player's time. They always make us leave stuff behind. You're not respecting the player's time. He and I just disagree on that from a fundamental level. Like, he just wants to be able to continue to invest and and take stuff with him, and I don't. I see the value in a fresh start. He sees the value in long-term investment. Just add more guns so that you, you can keep using your Midnight Coup if you want but if I want to use something new, I can because the new loot's there. And that's that's kind of his perspective on it. I just think that perspective just leaves the rosebush too cluttered. If you don't, as, as I've said, if you don't prune the, the rosebush, it just gets too cluttered and nothing else can really rise to the top, both in the meta itself, like, not that the PvE meta matters, but it does kind of. Like, once people start to sense that, that like, there's no real reason to run anything else... It just gets boring and flat, and I think that if you don't prune, prune the rosebush, you end up with just too many people look, and they're like, yeah, who freaking cares, you know? Look, vacancy causes interest. It does. They do this with the nerfs. They do this with the nerfs. You know they do. They suddenly make, they suddenly make like, meta meta power weapons weaker while making the Wardcliff coil and all these other guns strong like come on they created that vacancy and then all of a sudden everybody starts getting out Wardcliff everybody starts getting out the 1k and so then you end up feeling like oh the vacancy is filled so I'm gonna go for these things now 
I'm, I'm going to use these things now. Like they created the vacancy and then they filled it. So if they create a vacancy in your loot and your loadout, then you'll naturally, I think, feel that draw uh, to, to, to fill that vacancy and to use the new stuff. Wordy. Off topic, but what would you think about a failsafe based Darcy ornament that puts her AI in the gun? I don't really care. It sounds like you're just copying the Borderlands gun that talked to you. Uh, Naruto. You think you should let uh, you choose powerful drops? Uh, you get like armor and weapons and what you get uh, if you're a gambit player and you're pretty much weekly are gambit things. And what do you like if you're a gambit player? All your weekly or gambit things. I don't understand the second question. I mean, at, at, at a ground at a ground level, the the pain point of milestones doesn't need met with agency as long as the game is feeding you level at a rhythm. You don't need to be given agency over your milestones if milestones are supplemental and you can protect yourself. If you can farm blues and purples to protect yourself from a bad milestone, like, oh, it hit this it hit this slot, I didn't want it to hit this slot, you can protect yourself from that by running content and getting blues and purples. Um, they said back in D1, they nerf and buff for that exact reason. It creates new metas. Oh, yeah. They, they like having seasons. I think Luke Smith called it seasons of dominance. There's a season of dominance where certain items are just way stronger than others. Like, yeah, it's... it's. I don't want to... I, I don't like when people are like, they're lazy, they're lazy. But it's a cheap way. It's a cheap way to create relevancy. Suddenly, something that didn't have relevancy has it because you... <laughs> You made it an all-star and something else a chump. Like that's, you know, that's just kind of the, <laughs> that's just kind of the nature of it. I, you know, I'm not calling them lazy, but it is a, it's a cheap way. It's a pretty cheap way to create uh, leg- uh, relevancy. Um, so. Uh, Tragic says, "Good morning, Lola. Just listen to your infusion talk. Uh, being in line with the spectrum of difficulty." Um, what what about uh, what if the five swords difficulty uh, difficulty offered difficulty tiers that would drop specific types of weapon and armor pieces? That car would apply a modifier to the entire game. I love where your head's at. Have a chance to drop the weapons, say midnight towns for doing activities under level. Thanks. Yeah, I love where your head's at. I love it. I love the idea of that being how you do the difficulty spectrum absolutely love that that would be a great way of saying yeah go wherever you want do whatever you want to do uh and then you uh and then you get you can get higher chances of stuff just raise the difficulty with the card put on your own modifiers you know but it is lazy no it's not it's not lazy laziness is inactivity it's inactivity like oh, we don't really care it's like a, it's like a it's like a posture you don't get to look at a company that has that many employees and many of them pour hours and hours and hours into the game. You don't get to accuse them of laziness, like from your armchair. Like you don't get to do that. Like that just isn't <laughs> the amount of time and work that goes into development. And if they're like, well, we can create relevancy by lowering these things here and making these things stronger over here. That's not lazy. That's just them That's just them using and getting capital out of the stuff they've built. If anything, it's smart. We really need a chess piece from this, from this Prime Ingram, okay? We really need a chess piece. Ready? Duh. 
<laughs> we got it. We got a chess piece. That freaking streamer loot, dude. My gosh. That'll do it. That'll do it, dude. That's a great jump right there, man. We put on our 700. We're 95. That's great. That's perfect. Next question. Remy. In D1, Bungie implemented refer-a-friend activities with rewards. How would you feel if players gained guaranteed increased powerful rewards if they completed entire activities uh, with players that have never done it? This is too narrow of a solution. This doesn't solve anything. Uh, T-Funk, if you have to pick one thing to focus, would you rather them work on leveling before infusion? Yes. Yes. If you work on leveling before infusion, then what you do is, is you create... You create... Uh, if you work on leveling before infusion you create just a natural inroad for progression so what ends up happening the the players right now don't feel infusion pain until they get like a like a milestone or something okay so you do a milestone you want to go to infuse and you're like I can't or you do a couple of milestones because like think about it like this your first couple of milestones are automatically going to be a bump okay and you're like, I don't have the enhancement cores. Now, if you come into Season of Opulence and you're like, this is giving me a bump, 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 bump. You're just getting bumps everywhere. Purples, blues, purples, blues, purples, blues. I think you're naturally going to be like, I don't really need to infuse because I just keep getting, I just keep getting stuff that's bumping me. The reason that people want to infuse right now is because leveling is so infrequent and the jumps tend to, at least your initial jumps, they tend to be so significantly higher. Infusion would be far more rhythmic if the player was leveling up more often. Like, it's counterintuitive to be like, let me level up more often and I'm going to infuse less. And and listen, the truth is... you're never ever gonna you're just you're not gonna convince me you are not gonna convince me that taking enhancement cores out of infusion is is this monumental task that they uh, they can't presently do I just refuse to believe that so if they focus on leveling first and leveling is quicker and they find with a quicker a quicker drop of, of blues and purples that are bumping you if they find that that creates natural infusion pain from the existing uh, currencies that you would have to use like legendary shards uh, planetary materials glimmer then they'd have their grounds to remove them right now it's hard to even know it's like well we don't leveling is just so truncated and weird and segmented that players just sort of end up players just sort of end up getting stuck and they feel stuck in two ways if you felt like you could at least level up by running by running the content and you could save up the resources to infuse, you wouldn't care as much. People feel like they're getting hit from both ends right now. They're like, I got a bunch of crappy milestone drops, barely moved, and the stuff that I want to level up, I don't feel like I can unless I go and do spider bounties in the Tangled Shore grind. That's the issue, is you're getting hit from both sides of progression. Focus on leveling first, and then I think it'll be clearer that we just need to take enhancement cores out of infusion. It's not needed. People are getting bumps constantly. They're running low on the rest of the resources and currencies. Do you think with people leaving Bungie that a brand new game like D3 is becoming more and more unlikely? Absolutely not. No. No, this is exactly what I... I 
I didn't make I didn't make predictions about this, but I anticipated people leaving. I anticipated when we started hearing that they were going towards a more hardcore RPG style, and then Luke Smith was fran- was head of the franchise. I was like, I kind of thought it, but I didn't say it. I was like, I bet you people start leaving. I bet you they restructure. I also we said this. We actually did say this. We said that when we saw that um, they were becoming self-published, we're like, I bet you they start. I bet you they start losing people. I bet you people start getting either replaced or let go, right? Or they just restructure, and then people are like, "Yeah, we, you know, we can't keep you on anymore. Like, you're you you cost <laughs> you cost too much. You're too you're too expensive of an asset, and we're you know, and your section of the game is getting gutted, or your section of the game is getting you know reallocated or minimized. We're going towards this direction instead." I'm telling you, with Yanes, with Yanes, uh, with Kevin and Derek changing their profiles on Twitter to not say anything about PvP, and you've got Hamrick leaving, I really do think it's becoming more and more likely that PvP just gets the axe, just gets the absolute axe. I, I do. I feel like it's more and more possible the more we look at it. Um, it just it just seems likely. It just seems very, very likely. It seems more and more like they're gonna restructure to build an RPG and to gut this mediocre, unappealing PvP that I've been saying for years holds the franchise back. And you you have to add into the equation BRs. BRs are changing the expectations of PvP players. So you're appealing to a dwindling player base. They probably they probably are less uh, revenue generating than PvE players because PvE players are they naturally a PvE player has to buy the expansions. Has to. Absolutely has to buy the expansions. PvP players don't have to do any of that. They don't have to. They could just ignore all the revenue generating motivators and just like completely in and just completely just keep playing that add, add on top of that. How many people are just going to keep walking away when it's just the classic six V six small map, you know, PVP that it seems that the industry is growing tired of. The only way we've talked about this a lot lately, the only way PVP stays in this game and maintains relevancy only way. It must be built for esports. You bring in esports orgs and you build the absolute best esports game of the genre, and then you could potentially, potentially become the the the, the one and only big name six v six more stripped down you know shooter classic more classic first person shooter style game in the esports uh, arena because there there definitely is there definitely is a vacancy there that they could fill but again if if you don't do it right if you don't do it right then what's what you're just you're spending more development time more development time on another piece of the game that'll potentially not do well and struggle and frustrate people and you and you just and, th- and then you lose all that bandwidth. Any team member that is assigned, any team member that is assigned to that side of the game is just going to continue uh, to essentially spin and potentially and essentially spin their wheels because you're you're not creating you're not creating the content that really generates the revenue. You're creating content that potentially like is causing revenue loss because you're pouring hours you're pouring hours into content that that. You don't if if the maps are free. Like think about how little revenue PVP generates. It just I just I don't know. 
PvP PvP is just switched is just switching within the within the the gaming industry. Uh, y- you will probably be shocked at what happens in Destiny and other titles going into the future. They either gonna they're either gonna dive into the BR pool. Not I'm not saying Destiny is gonna do this. I'm saying titles out there are either gonna dive into the pool or the BR pool, or they're just gonna leave PvP out of their game. Um, like that feels that feels like it's becoming more and more uh, of a possibility. Uh, Gators. Apart from character appearance, uh, it, it, it is hard to see what carries over from a game D1 to D2 apart from emblems. Would the grind be worth it uh, if you were more invested in your character? Th- this is a very big and broad question. I'm not going to speak for the player base at large being motivated by that. I think the books... I think the... the, 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 the collections, I'm sorry, triumphs. I think the triumphs and everything that comes from that, that needs to carry over. You carry this over and it feels seamless, like it's like it's always with you, your seals and everything. I think that's a proper form of player investment where people feel like everything I did in the last game is coming with me. That I think is fine. Right now I don't think there's a reason to say, well, our appearance is is really worth the grind. You can make yourself look pretty much however you want. It's not that difficult. It really isn't. So I don't think this is a huge vacancy in the game. Uh, Dan the Noob, if they implement your leveling idea, do you think Bungie should add a larger power gap per season to let players feel progression and also let them space the content out better to compensate? Yeah, that's, see, that's another form of freedom that Bungie would get from this. That's another form of freedom that they would get is that you could make the leveling be bigger. So instead of doing like a 50 jump, you could do a hundred jump because you're going to get it faster. You could space out the content more. It wouldn't need to be so rushed. And if you're worried about being like, well, how long is it going to take before I can play the new content? Again, as I said, I think the new content should be there to help you level. And then when you get max level, everything changes all the pursuits open up to you right now you hit max level and it's not any real it's really not any different but if you had new content to level so you're playing something that feels fresh and new and then once you hit max level the pursuits the pursuits you know start showing up the bounties etc now you've got it more structured in a way where you don't just feel a sense of progression you feel a sense of investment you feel a sense of investment you know I, the, the more invested you are, the, the more I think people are going to say, hey, if I do this, 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 and this, I'm going to level up. And then when this thing launches here, I'm going to be ready for it. I'm already doing it. But when this new thing launches, I want to chase these new guns. I want to chase these new pieces of gear. Right now, it's, it's very, very different. It's almost like I've got to slog through old content to level to play the new content. And the new content is basically all about the loot so you're kind of already doing it but you're doing it in a way that that separates it i think too much i think it's just too separated it's slog through the old to engage with them with a very moderate amount of new i think the new stuff would seem more more substantive if it all launched initially but the pursuits weren't there yet you could run through tier one two three of reckoning if you wanted it would get harder but power level would really wouldn't matter the power level would only matter once you hit max level and then the and then the pursuits activate. That's when it would that's when it would start to matter. 
that's that's how I would structure it because again the when you come back for the new that was the main complaint with black armory we're back for the new content what do we need to do uh you're too weak for the first forge so go run milestones I guess and their answer in this was to basically say tier one reckoning is playable gambit prime is playable but everything else is going to be without your reach so hopefully you can just enjoy the slow leveling so you're slogging through the old in order to play the new oh that's right reset hasn't happened yet I was like what the frick um so yeah DJ May 88 would letting us uh, have blues drop at level mean they have to bring up year one gear and weapons there's uh there has to be a big reason why they haven't brought them up yet homie they have brought them up what are you talking about right now you can get year one gear higher power than it ever was in year one any blue that drive any blues right now right here here's a blue year one blue no perks it's not year two it's a year one blue and it's 676 they already have brought them up but they brought but they're at a soft cap i'm just saying change that soft cap all they have to do oh it kills me how simple this is all they have to do is go in and the soft cap that communicates to the game to make that blue a 676 all they have to do is change it so it says at level any blues and purples that drop are at level problem solved i can now level just by playing the game milestones can stay exactly how they are they can still get their wish. They can still get their wish of milestones being something that is a uh, th- that's the most efficient way to level. And if you run the milestones, then you do those strategically on top of the base game. And then you're like, oh, I don't really want to play Crucible. They still get you in there. I guarantee you'd go in there. Guaranteed. You would say it's not worth skipping the milestone. You know, the milestone could give me a huge bump. Uh, and a huge jump and it's worth it and then you would do it and you would feel a sense of of reward uh the Konkaita says I feel that many of the problems behind Destiny 2 come from the fact that it's restrictive at its core do you agree that uh you think this is a root or from a different area well I mean sure you could say it's restrictive at its core but they like you kind of have to restrict certain things I think sometimes people buck up against restrictions and they think, no, everything should be free. I should be able to wear all exotics. I should be able to make nine warlocks. You know, they, they want they want unfettered freedom. Too much freedom can actually restrict freedom. I've we've we've made this we've made this point many times. People got upset that Icolos was getting not it wasn't going to be a void anymore. It wasn't going to be uh, a void shotgun. It was going to be a solar shotgun. And the reasoning for this was if you pair it with tractor cannon and tra- and trench barrel, it would have become an almost ludicrous amount of damage. Okay, it still can do a lot of damage even without that. Right, so. That that unfettered freedom. If they would have given you what you wanted there, I'm like, no, nah, yeah, that's fine. You can use tractor cannon and avoid and avoid uh, shotgun that was never intended to be paired with tractor cannon, and you now can do a ton of damage. One of two things is going to happen: you either trivialize all endgame content. I mean, it would have been so easy to make everything a joke. I mean, we already are really really strong. This would have been even more trivializing to endgame content. Now, what they could have said is, well, we don't want to trivialize endgame content, so what we're going to do 
is we're going to legislate the content and the and the damage structures to just how strong you can be with an Ikalash shotgun and a trench bear, I'm sorry, and a tractor cannon. Well, now all the content is structured in such a way that your freedom is limited. Oh, I've got I've got to use this or I'm going to be too weak. They made this boss basically they made him hard because of tractor cannon trench barrel. And because they made him because they made him that difficult, they they uh they that you feel oh I, I have to run this loadout so your freedom is restricted because you have too much freedom does that make sense so you can't just let the player do whatever the frick they want oh i can equip exotics in every single slot okay well now the only way they make the content not trivial and dumb and too easy is they have to make everything so difficult anybody who doesn't run all the exotics is too weak to beat the content so your freedom is restricted you have all this loot, all these build options, and there's basically one build option because you wanted to be able to equip all of your exotics and not have to take any of them off. So you can't just give us... So the restrictive nature of Destiny, to some degree, is necessary. It's in there It's in there as like a necessary... I'm not even going to call it a necessary evil. This is just RPGs in general. RPGs in general have got to restrict your freedom because if not you're going to run the game over with power or they're going to have to make the game so difficult that solutions are really narrow and you don't feel like you can run anything else opinions get you banned just wanted to get your thoughts on the new six man match made match made activity uh, what effect do you think it'll have on destiny as a whole I think a lot of people are really really hoping that we get a um, we get like a true horde mode some folks have even theorized we could get a horde mode in the Leviathan in the Castellum. I think that's a pot. That's definitely a possibility. Um, that's definitely a possibility. I also think that if you want match made activities, man, oh man, reckoning is proving that the comp, the, the community is just not good enough. I hate to say it. The community is just too sleepyhead to play like truly challenging end game content. It just it's just a bunch of sleepy heads who don't really pay attention to what's going on. They don't really pay attention to mechanics. Just try and play Gambit Prime or Reckoning with randoms and you're going to see what I'm talking about. I mean, it's freaking brutal. It is brutal. And th- so this six man made the six man match made activity in Penumbra, they're going to have to make sure it's just it's I, I'm not trying to insult people, but you you gotta build the content for sleepyhead dum dums. You gotta you gotta build the content for sleepyhead dum dums. They're not paying attention. They're playing casual. Their feet are propped. They're talking to their wife. They're talking to their husband. Whatever. They're not paying attention to what the frick is going on, and they're 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 not turning events uh heroic they're they're not killing the envoys they're not standing in the play uh this guy right now that i'm playing with is a prime example of a sleepyhead dum-dum in destiny he just blitzes he doesn't pay attention he's been you know who knows how long he's been playing he has no clue that you can turn this heroic uh and so he just goes in and just and just blasts the blight just one more sleepyhead dumb done ruining the experience of somebody who's trying to do d- d- something that's challenging so if you do a six man made activity a six, ma- a six man match made activity 
and you do it in such a way I, I, I will literally waste my super to turn this heroic on this freaking guy um, just so he has to experience it I will literally throw my super away uh, just to drag him through the heroic event you get to sit in misery with me now I have nothing because I wasted it all on the blight enjoy this moment you, you brought us here <laughs> you brought us here bud you took us to this place um so that th- that's why I don't think I don't think we're ever going to get match made activities that are truly difficult. I really don't think you're ever going to get them and I think this is part of the reason why Destiny at its core is just very appealing to casuals. Oh, yes, nice Nova. It's very appealing to casuals. So, if it's super appealing to casuals, that that's always in the player base. That's always in the matchmaking. They're always there. You really are going to get cocky? You did nothing. You did nothing. You have an ornament on your skull, and you were not trying to make it heroic. Come on. Look at his level. Come on. This guy knows how to make it heroic. He does. He was choosing not to. He was choosing not to. Um... So yeah, I and people are like, oh, we need matchmaking in Nightfalls. I think matchmaking in Nightfalls is way more, you can argue for that, way more than you can argue for matchmaking in Reckoning. Matchmaking in Nightfalls is, I think, way easier to argue for than matchmaking in Reckoning. Genja 300. Been playing the Division 2 and have been really liking the world tier system. Do you think a system like that could be in Destiny? We've talked about the difficulty spectrum and how that could happen when you get to the end game when you hit 700. Um, I think that's definitely something that could add to the end game. Red Strike Tiger. Lono, do you think the uh, Cryptarch should have bounties in a weekly bounty? Like the Shader Recycling? I feel like there could be more to help players. I mean, I think every NPC could use a little bit of love. I think every NPC uh, could use a little bit of love, and that would uh, that would be another way of doing it. Um, Anil McLean, do you think one of the reasons Bungie is digging their heels in an infusion is because it's problem that rears its head during the release of the annual pass, seeing as we may not have one next year? I mean, it it certainly didn't rear its head as much in Forsaken. Okay, this is why during Forsaken. I kept saying, just wait, right? Just wait. People are going to come around and see things my way. I just kept saying that. I wasn't, I, like, I didn't resort to the name calling and the and the taking shots and subtweeting on Twitter. I wasn't going to do that. People that did that, they, they just end up looking foolish down the line because I knew I was like, just give it time. People come around to this. So sure, it rears its head during the annual pass. Doesn't necessarily rear its head during Forsaken. I'll grant you that. But the fact that it's rearing its head during the... <laughs> during the annual pass... What a joke of a milestone that was. Just because it rears its head only in the annual pass doesn't mean it's not a front-burner issue. It doesn't mean it's not a front-burner issue. If anything, the fact that it rears its head during the annual pass makes it a front-burner issue. Because the annual pass is meant to be drip-feed content that you can just come back and engage with rhythmically, and they've got all these hurdles in your way. Rainbin says, In terms of the NPC's ch- NPC change when hitting max and new bounties, what happens when power increase happens? All that stuff becomes unavailable to you until you hit max power. It's a way of refreshing the season. It's a way of refreshing the season. You refresh the season when you do that. You're like, bam. You want to do the new stuff? You want to chase these new bounties that we added? 
because guess what if you only do one or two weapons per npc well then you're going to need to change that every season you're going to need to change that every season one or two new weapons and you're completely justified in doing that and saying you got to hit the new max power before you can do this stuff 100 percent, right 100 percent. you can do that you can say you know that you you are not you are not able to chase these new things because there's a new power level increase right that guy literally just came in and spanned his twitch channel you know what if you're trying to become a twitch streamer that's the worst thing you could ever do for your twitch channel no one will follow you or respect you if you just spam your channel in other people's chats being a leech off of the success of other people is the is the most backwards way of trying to be successful on the platform don't do it that's the nicest response you're going to get from any streamer by prune the rose bush what do you mean get rid of guns okay so the analogy of pruning the rose bush is if you don't prune the rose bush it gets cluttered and it chokes itself and it dies right if you do not certain bushes bonsai trees and types of and, and ty- types of botanical plants and things of this nature need to be pruned in order to grow the same thing happened in my garden the one year i had tomato plants that were too close together they vined the frick out of each other and they vined the frick out of the whole garden they just went wild and they ruined the garden because i didn't go out and take care of them i was i didn't have a green thumb i didn't know what the frick i was doing i actually had a two my my thumb was too green everything just overgrew all right and then eventually stuff started dying and it got choked out if you think about it in that regard you have weapons like the Ikelos shotgun and the midnight coup that are so big and they loom so large in the loot pool that they overwhelm and they choke out and they and they squash any new items that try to get into the playing field why you're not pruning them back You have to prune and get rid of items every 12 months to leave room for the other items to flourish, grow, and get people's attention. If you don't do that, if you don't do that, then you'll have exactly what we have now, which is most of the guns that they added, no one gives a frick about. Right? No one cares. So if you don't prune, then stuff can't grow. And that's why every year they should say, this stuff's getting left behind. Well, what's the point in grinding for it? It's fun! You do this in every loot-based game. You chase stuff, and when you chase new stuff, you leave behind the old stuff. Destiny is the only game that respects your time in the past and then actually disrespects your time in the future by doing so. You're like, oh, so I can keep these guns with with me right yeah we want to respect your time great none of the new stuff matters none of the new stuff is interesting it's just kind of the way it is like if you don't if you don't prune the rose bush new things can't you know new things cannot grow jared thank you for your prime sub uh bpar says hey lono i think it's time for another summit i love the game but there's just so many things to fix you're asking if I think it's time for another summit? Listen, people people are getting this. They're blowing this out of proportion, okay? Bungie, since D1, have done capture events for new content every single time. So if you're saying they shouldn't do a capture event because the game needs help, 
that's just part of the rhythm. It's just part of the rhythm. We've got new content on the horizon. Dark Below, House of Wolves, Taken King, Forsaken, Black Armory, you know, the, the Season of the Forge. I'm sorry, no, Season of the Drifter. And then they bring out people to record footage and then they go home. Right? They've been doing that for forever. It's not some newfangled thing. They just call it a community summit because they're trying to create this air of like, we're bringing in people to hear their feedback. I mean, that's great, but there's plenty of feedback on Reddit, on forums, on Twitter, on YouTube, on Twitch. You don't really need to fly people out and look them face to face to get a capture of like what's going on in the game and where the problems are. If I was sitting down across from them, nothing would really change. I would say the same things. I would highlight the same pain points and the same vacancies that I do here. People that would get invited that maybe did forum posts or Reddit posts, they would say the same things they say there. The people that get flown out to these events are not flown out because their input matters more. They're flown out because it's a PR move. They can record footage. They can talk about Season of Opulence before it hits, hit their YouTube channels with videos, and come back and put redacted in their tweets and the titles of their Twitch streams, and everybody's like, ooh, is it good? Ooh, is it better? They've been doing this for a really, really, really long time. It's nothing new. It's nothing new. Calling it a community summit, I think at this point, is just, I don't think it's a good idea. Because I think the community feels like they're not being listened to. I think people on Reddit, the forums, and on Twitter, and YouTube, and everywhere, all kind of feel like, you're not really listening to us, but you're going to call this a community summit. Well, okay, so are you going to listen to them more than us? Like, do they matter more because they're content creators? You know what I mean? It's just like, I, I, I don't think they should be calling it that. I think they should be calling it a capture event, right? That they should call it a capture event because if not, right now it's not the it's not the best time to say you're having a community summit. It just it just isn't a good time for it. I don't think because people don't feel like you're listening to the community. Danny Porter, I feel as if they already planned the whole of the annual pass before Forsaken launch and possibly thought they were strengthening the foundation of the game. Thoughts? Well, again, this is why this is why I think. They, this is why I think nobody saw the forest for the trees. This is why I was publicly ridiculed, mocked, and made fun of by influential people because they just didn't see the forest for the trees. I looked ahead and thought, this ain't gonna work. This is not gonna work. I told people, I said, if you're gonna do a level bump every annual pass deliverable, you're gonna frustrate the fire out of people if they have to face down this leveling climb every couple of months. I said, just give it time. I don't think Bungie looked down the field far enough. I think they thought, this is great. The community asked for slower leveling. Every couple of months, they're going to get slow leveling. They're going to get slow infusion. And when we do that, that's going to be a huge value point. Again, they misinterpreted feedback from the initial, that very first community summit. And they thought, this is a huge value point. More meaningful, slower infusion and leveling. Boom, we'll put that in Forsaken. Boom, we'll put that in Season of the Forge. Boom, we'll put that in Season of the Drifter. And when they did that, I think they thought, that's going to really elongate the content. People really asked for this. People are going to really celebrate it. I got less than a month. I got a couple of weeks. I got out on the other side of Last Wish, and I was like, this is terrible. This is terrible. 
and everyone thought I was off my rocker and stupid because I was like, I got told so many times, you're just trying to go back to year one of Destiny 2 and you want things to be casual and easy and nobody saw what I was saying. It was like, don't you understand? There were people in this community that like that, that are that are still around that was like, no, Lono, this is good. We don't want to go back to year one. Year one was too easy. This is a better system. And I was like, trust me on this. You're going to think differently in a couple of months. And all that ridicule turned to, you know what? Uh, he's right. And this is why Destiny has struggled as a franchise for four years. They're reactionary right they are reactionary they reacted in d1 they reacted in d2 when you react it's difficult to be proactive and have foresight because you feel like you're putting out fires oh it's too easy let's put out that fire and they put out that fire oh infusion's too easy they put out that fire what they don't realize is they put out those fires with rocks they just dropped a big rock on the problem. Boom, boom. There we go. We put those fires out. Great. So every time there's new content, I have to climb over this giant rock? Well, yeah, but the fire's out. Infusion's meaningful and impactful. That's what we wanted to do, right? You're reacting. It's a pendulum swing. It's been a pendulum swing for four years. This is why I have continued to say I would be totally fine with them really, really shoving D3 far out into the future. New engine new thrust, new debt, everything new, new ideas. Get away from the reactionary pendulum swings that are exhausting the community. If, look, if Borderlands can do it, so can you. I'm telling you, in the coming weeks and months, this Borderlands announcement we're getting from PAX is going to be celebrated and it's going to be humongous. You can, I'm telling you, you can do it, right? You can do it. 100% 100% you can do it. I, I, I think there's plenty of value. There's plenty of value in that waiting because it takes you out of the reactionary rotating door we've been in for the last four years, right? Mr. Boom, what if every new season older weapons could only be infused once? I, this is, sounds awful. Everyone would then just wait until they're max level. <laughs> Everyone would just wait until they're max level. That would not be good. Uh, JD Gamer. With leveling, how do you think Bungie uh, could have it where PvP players play more PvP to level up in light? And if you only want to play more Gambit, then you have more ways to get powerful gear through Gambit. I've already answered this question numerous times about the drops and the milestones. Lee Zaffer. D1 Vanilla took our guns away with the Taken King. Do you prefer this transition versus now? I've argued for this numerous times this morning. Yes. I just argued it with the rosebush analogy. Pruning the rosebush. Manic. Do you think the level 640 boost was good? It was needed. It was a needed band-aid. It again is proof of a foundational problem. It's a giant band-aid on a leaking dam. Oh, Lono swore. It's a giant band-aid on a leaking wall. This giant cracks leaking and you just keep shoving band-aids on it. You're admitting there's a problem. The band-aids themselves admit that there's a problem, right? Ashen Annihilator. Probably brought it before, but if you leave behind the old stuff, but the new stuff doesn't feel as strong or as interesting, what would they do? Like, I could imagine Bungie saying, Rampage was too strong and prevalent, so we took it out of this season's loot. I mean, here's the thing. Here's the thing. 
the loot the loot system needs simplified so it can grow it's it's so convoluted right now if they went back to elemental primaries okay and you could have your ringy nail up here you could have your nation of beasts up here okay so go back to your primaries are all up here your secondaries are all down here and your heavies are all down here simplify it this muddled this muddled system right here between primary and secondary again give it time and people are going to start agreeing with me because people have not agreed with me since for on this give it time more and more people are going to start coming around to the fact that the primary and second secondary system is so muddled and restrictive okay so you go back to elemental primaries so you could have then guns with damage based loot pools and then elemental based loot pools so sure my warden's law throw solar on it I don't give a frick that barely does anything it just helps me pop shields that's it that's all it does it just helps me pop shields okay put solar on it now what you can do though is the loot the perk pool on the warden's law is very clearly bent toward damage feeding frenzy rampage it's got things on it around around damage and you can introduce a new hand cannon in a different strike or a different place that had elemental loot pool Get creative, damage over time, bigger explosions, different forms of dragonfly, suppression fields, chain lightning. Go freaking crazy. All it has to do is match the efficiency, the ceiling of efficiency on my Warden's Law, and then it's interesting. Why? Because it's different and it's elemental based. So it's like, I'm not just chasing Rampage Outlaw, I'm chasing... uh, chain lightning you know thor reloader i don't know call whatever the frick you want if you do that if you do that then what you're doing is is you're creating that lateral move but the lateral moves far more creative if if you're not going to get rid of year one gear you have to do that if they did get rid of year one gear all they've got to do is, is is again just completely invest in replacements give me another really good 110 hand cannon somewhere with good damage with good damage perks on it or just go nuts give me a 110 that can get something similar to the breakneck uh perk on it with some sort of elemental damage thing on it just go nuts I'm like, this is different. What? I've never used a 110 that starts to shoot faster as I get kills or as I get crit kills. This thing's nuts. And it gets a chain lightning kill on the third kill. What the frick? Do you see what I'm saying? Like, there is so much opportunity if they simplify the weapon system to go back to primary, secondary, heavy. It gains you nothing. Nothing. Admit that it gains you nothing. It doesn't gain you anything to be able to have a primary down here what kinetic secondaries are there a couple of shotguns and some snipers that's it that's it you're gonna try and argue that some freedom value point it's not you could take those same dumb shotguns and, and snipers and shove them down here throw elements on them and then within each structure of the game you dig into that identity you just dig into that identity primaries would then just have to function as a primary how fast can I kill trash ads secondaries they could start to invest in fusion rifles and snipers to say what's the what's the absolute best shotgun in the game how fast does it achieve you know damage efficiency against shielded uh, 
shielded enemies and majors okay so how, you know how fast do they work then you take a fusion rifle and you say how can we get this fusion to operate at this efficiency of a shotgun in its context same with snipers it's so muddled and confused right now because you got snipers that don't have elements you got snipers that do have elements shotguns that don't and do it's just it's a confused and muddled system it's not hard for you to make decisions down here do you want to know why the heavy weapon slot isn't muddled and confusing right you just switch from from the 1000 voices grenade launcher machine gun or the ward clip you just switch according to what you're going into where the enemies are you know where the you know where the uh what's the perks what's the modifiers what's the burns you're just able to kind of make those moves those lateral moves 1k to a thunderlord to a ward clip you make those lateral moves because this this is the most sim- simplistic slot in the game and not surprising, don't you think it's interesting that within this slot they get the most creative? Wardcliff Coil, 1K Voices, Sleeper, Whisper, Thunderlord. Grenade launchers with spike nades are actually really freaking strong if there's a burn. Because they get the increased damage from the from the direct impact. This slot has the most creativity in it. Why? Because it's more simplistic. It just makes sense. That's the identity of this slot. High damage, limited ammo. Right here, medium damage, somewhat limited ammo. Up here, low damage, tons of ammo. As When you look at how simplistic that structure is, it just makes sense to get the freaking primaries out of the energy slot, throw them up here, give them an element, and start to invest in damage loot pools like you have on the Wardens, and then invest in elemental uh, perk pools like you have on anything that has Dragonfly. Just start to go a little crazy with the, uh, with the, go crazy with the elemental perks. That's what I would do. Amish Milkman, I can see what you're putting in chat. I'm not sure what you're, if you're having problems. I, I feel like maybe people are having issues with chatting again. I don't know what Twitch is doing. Okay, Ruku says, do you think one of Bungie's main struggles is the, uh, about the intensity of the adjustments they make? For example, D1 PvP players mostly asked to tone abilities, so gunplay mattered a bit more, and Bungie took it as, so basically they don't want abilities at all. Too easy to level in year one? Okay, then we're, you're going to suffer in year two. Look, I don't run in these circles anymore, but when I was on the jam and we were talking about this and we were talking about all the struggles, this was right before the summit, okay? Professor Broman said, Bungie is like a literal genie. You want this? We'll give you this in the most literal sense. They kind of did it again with the summit. You want infusion to be painful? Literal genie at your service. Bam! Infusion's really freaking painful. What? masterwork cores to just infuse something huh it, it's 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 the literal genie on full display instead of stopping and saying okay let's do this a little bit they're like let's do this a lot <laughs> and that's and if you look at the crucible if you look at the crucible that's what you got shoulder charge mindless shotgun rushing abilities and supers everywhere heavy dictating the flow of battle i mean it's the crucible is a mess why <laughs> literal genie man give us power give us strength again and we got it and people don't like it it's like a, it's like this huge overcorrection you got to think about you got to think about how many people 
there were people I know this is difficult to believe there were people that enjoyed the double primary subdued ability meta in year one do you think any of those people are enjoying crucible now no (laughs) no even the people even the people that asked for all the power are complaining about it just feels like an overreaction you know and again this question just gets back to what I was just talking about when you're reacting you are prone to overreacting I've made the parallel if I go in the living room and my kids are spilling crackers and chips all over the floor I'm not in the room being proactive to prevent them from doing that. Oh, 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 no, 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 no. Give me those chips. Uh Uh-uh. No, 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 sir. Let's put those away. No, no, uh uh-uh, girl. I see what you're doing. Give me that bowl. No, mm -mm. you guys should be having your snacks at the table. That's enough of that. If I'm in the room, I'm proactive. I get in front of those problems before they happen. If I walk into the room and there's literally a, a confetti celebration of chips and pretzels flying in the air, I'm going to raise my voice. I'm going to probably be angry. I'm like, what are you doing? Why are you doing this? We've got to move the chairs and the tables. We have to get the vacuum cleaner out. Are you kidding me? I'm reacting. I'm reacting. So instead of me going into the room, being proactive, staying ahead of the mess they made, and then we can read a book. We can play an activity. We can play a game. What are we doing? We're on our hands and knees scooping up chips and getting our vacuum cleaners out in our dustpans, and we're reacting. That Forsaken was a reaction. That's why I didn't have tons of loot. That's why all the stuff didn't get a refresh. All the loot pools, you know, didn't uh, didn't didn't get a re- didn't get a refresh because they were reacting. And if they can get out of the cycle of reacting, that's how I think Destiny Three can be a massive success. Because then you can get in front of all these problems and you're not constantly picking up messes and you're instead making good content. So, I'm going to cut it there. That's a pretty long Q&A session. I think that's we're getting close to two hours. If you're listening to this on iTunes, Google Play, Spotify, or watching on YouTube, come in and watch me live. If you're live right now or you come in when I'm live, click that follow button, click the heart button. I'm not going to shut the stream down. I'm doing an outro for the podcast. As always, I appreciate you listening and watching all of my content. Please like, share, and subscribe.